Speak of the D-Dog. Right on cue. Shit. What's going on, guys? Just getting warmed up. Tuning up uh, the band. <laughs> what's good? Not, How you do? Do you guys do you guys wear the shades the whole the whole time? Maybe. Stay cool. Yeah, stay cool. I think it's well, I, I fucked my eye up a while ago, so then when I get high in the podcast and it dries out, I'm like one eyed, so I started wearing glasses and now everybody everybody mocks me with the fake glasses. <laughs> and I have crooked eyes that I'm self conscious about as well. <laughs> and I'm just stoned. Where's where's Troy from? <laughs> Where in the world is Troy getting hammered? It's right there. <laughs> late on the rim show. What a gomer. Me, not Troy. Oh, it was a deep it was a deep cut. We liked it. <laughs> uh where 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 in the great state of Idaho are you? Eastern, far eastern. Ah. Is there is is there a divide where like if you're eastern idaho this is where these people live in western idaho this is where those people live yeah because the city of boise is in the west right so that's the, that's the cosmopolitan center of our great state sure. Ooh, yeah, yeah i'm up in i'm up in uh mormon country over by <laughs> yellowstone national park okay so, yeah yeah ah uh, the mormons yeah. i am not mormon however i know a lot of them <laughs> They make themselves known. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't hide out. No. Oh, you no, lost your glasses, probably, Hashi. Probably not a lot of Mormon fans of the pod. You think? <sighs> you know, maybe two. Really? <laughs> I, I would yeah. put the over under at one point five. So I think we're doing all right. Well, I mm-hmm. assume Streeter listens too. <laughs> I forgot those guys are. Oh yeah, Mormons. Ah, Mormons. And Joseph Smith, but, but Satan, who who got the who got it right? <laughs> it's the Jehovah's Witnesses, man. They tried to tell you. <laughs> no, no, it was the Catholics. No, no, I'm Catholic. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was so, the- so there's an eight. There's eight total. Eight total. Eight more people, or four more people. Five more people. I don't know who else is showing up tonight. Um, this is so, all. This is plenty. We have seven. Right? We have seven total uh, regular participants. My so usual crowd's half this, so I'm feeling like I got a full house. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, we got in town. Oh yeah, yeah. Got I, the room shot ready. Oh yeah, I'm loaded up with sounds. I mean, shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. sure you are loaded up with sound. <laughs> uh. <laughs> As per my counselor's request. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically we'll, you know, go in, we'll do our normal intro, we'll set the whole thing up. Uh, the running joke here is we do over-unders on everything, making shit up as we go. Um, dog or a cat or a bong is a drink. Uh, it's basically like a big drinking game slash podcast. And we, uh, we sit around and get royally toasted. Uh, for the record, uh, I am, I am sober. Just so everybody knows, but I'm willing to go off the wagon for you guys. Oh, oh I, oh, I would say do oh, whatever Jesus. your heart desires. Okay, don't, so judgment-free zone. Maybe, right, I'll yeah. meth, maybe I'll give meth. Maybe I'll give meth a run. 
Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking meth, maybe a little salvia, you know, oh, let's, let's, yeah, let's try and find try a new K-hole, you know? Try some Kratom for the first time. Has anybody, has anybody tried Kratom? I have no, never No, I see it advertised all the time. Yeah. Like every yeah, store. Yeah. In so I drank coffee once. Does that count? No. Have you had Ginkgo Biloba? I think it's in that family. Huh. That was not her name. <laughs> uh, you had, coffee? You had coffee in that part of Idaho? Where'd you find it? <laughs> right. I imported Do the Mormons it. know about this? <laughs> Yay. Do you I had to cover it in marijuana to get it through the past like, the border. And there's like a little window. You have to give the password. The password is Folgers decaffeinated. Folgers crystal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mainline in Folgers crystals. Like, come on, man. Are they still rocking the Folgers crystals? Like, you don't hear those advertising. Oh, they're there. They still exist. Yeah. Are they we, really? We bought God. some a while ago because who's nostalgia. drinking? Well, Selena wanted to because she was raised on it and was like, I have a craving oh. for this. And so you could get like a small thing of them. And you just them dump it in the hot water and stir it up. And then that's yeah. coffee. That's coffee. How did it taste? Uh, well, to me, like shit to her, like like her childhood. So yeah, sure, I yeah, mean, no, nostalgia yeah. is a very powerful concept. That's it true. Is. That's it true. Is. It tastes like Sanka. Yeah, that's why I. That's why I love the feeling of getting my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Dad, I miss you. <laughs> it feels like Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, it smells like pennies. It tastes like pennies. <laughs> now I'm just ready for some stuffing. <laughs> you guys want to hear the wildest story this is uh this is the why i mean it's super fuck there was not there was not a lot of hitting in my household but there was a lot of threats of like you know my dad was a pretty intimidating guy uh yes. it's a very intimidating man isn't he to, still to this day he is to this day. yeah uh my brother though this is this is probably this is probably something that should be more for therapy than for this <laughs> we but do therapy through podcasting here my it's... brother was 18 <laughs> and uh he was it was the summer before he joined the marines and he lied to my dad about something and my dad said uh he said you're lying and i know it <clears throat> i again my dad goes, if you lie to me again, I'm going to pop you in the, I'm going to pop you in the mouth. <laughs> and I rather repeats the lie. And my dad goes, boom. And he hits him. Right. And some blood splatters <laughs> from my brother's lip onto the wall. Just a little, little drop of blood on the wall. And my dad did not let anybody wipe off that blood for like a year until it was repainted by my stepmom as a reminder not to lie in his house. Uh, I mean, oh man, truly insane behavior. I mean, that's some real life Red Foreman ass shit. You know I was just I mean? gonna oh say, I was just gonna say that my kid wanted a TV dad so bad it was just it was bad for her. She got Red Foreman. It was. Not what she was. She was looking for more Carl Winslow and didn't quite land there. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, should we hit the intro and do this? Let's do this. Here it comes. Freaks and geeks, drinkers, thinkers, ramblers and gamblers, stoners and pet owners, gather around. This is the Outsider Social Club, where us misfits, miscreants, outcasts get together and ramble, palaver, prattle, and get royally intoxicated while we do so. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, uh, let's proceed. One for the party, baby, pop on the road, 
Welcome back to the Outsider Social Club. I'm your master of ceremonies, drinks with Ron, and uh, I'm about ready to crack an old Milwaukee. Uh, usual rules apply. 1.5 dogs is your over-under. Drink if you hear a dog or a cat or a bong. And with that, I will throw it to the godfather of drinks, Troy. What do you have on tap for the drinks this evening? Oh, Ron, we've got one of those rare evenings. Uh, it's the drink parlay. Oh, that's right. All right. We're going to have a double over under one for our friends who are sober and one for our friends like me who will not be <laughs> our sober fair. friends. We shall set the over under at 0. 0.5. All right. And for those of us who shall be drinking, we'll do a seven and a half beers. Okay. All right. <clears throat> 7.5. What is this fucking Tuesday? All right. Seven and it's a like half. a work night, school yeah. night, something. Blech. Goddamn school day. Blech. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I can get with that. Uh, limited crew tonight. Hashi, the astronaut. What is up, my friend? Hola. And uh, no, and I that's inflected it like that. But hola. <laughs> well, well done. Very very whiteman of you. Um, yeah. So unless some of the crew shows up later, this will be it. And uh, that's fine because we've got a guest that uh, that's got no problem filling mic time. Not this is a. Uh, Another guy from, uh, keep bringing on these people from my area. Hello, Wisconsin! We got another Wisconsin guy on the podcast from uh, my small town, little southwest corner here. Uh, went on to California, moved out west to do some things into the comedy game. Uh, he's got his hands all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Doug Fager. Hello, hello. It's me, Doug Fager. I'm here. Uh, also... Also, saying I have my hands all over the place is <laughs> it's a new me, okay? It's a, a little bit me. problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink an um, old Milwaukee to that. <laughs> Wait, so so the over-under is at 7.5 on how many beers you guys are gonna rock, or you specifically rock? Uh for each of us, yeah. It's uh okay, it's great. just it's up to you if you try to hit the over. I just have you know what they call a little bit of a drinking problem. So in Troy's seven and a half, something inside me makes me go to eight. Yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago, he pointed out, he's like, you know, when I say that you don't have to go over, I'm like, but I kind of do. I I don't really have a choice here. No, 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 no. You set the, you set the line in direction. Yeah. So um, we, yeah, we have, we sometimes, sometimes we set the over under on bong hits as well. So it just kind of depends on what the crew I, looks like. I have the sober guy trifecta, which is a cup of coffee, oh, a Red Bull, and then you got to stay hydrated with that much caffeine. You know, you gotta <laughs> stay- <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Be better off doing cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need to run to the bathroom every seven and a half minutes. <laughs> That's right. We have a sound for, for you too. Yeah, yeah. We're we're prepared. <laughs> Well, the over-under is is kind of a jam because, uh, you know, you're doing your thing, you're hanging out. And we do marathon podcasts here, Doug. You might not know that. But uh, now that you're locked in, you're... you're, I looked at you guys, I instantly thought marathoners, 100%. Uh, Mm -hmm. These guys locked in for a thing or two about a marathon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We are five hours minimum, guests required, stage for six. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great. Is it one of those things where like, like you ever see one of those art installations where it's just like some girl sleeping and it's like a bar, <laughs> you know, it's like a real she, she bar. Can I just sleep or like a webcam model where they're just yeah. like, a... <laughs> yeah, I'll be putting my feet up there in the shot later. Then you Venmo me. <laughs> Doug from OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so I mentioned you are from the Wisconsin area, and uh, we've mentioned it on the pod. Wisconsin has quite the drinking culture. Um, and then you headed out west, and I used to work a little bit in comedy clubs, emceeing and introing, and not, I haven't done that in a long time. But to me, that comedian crew, they can hold up with Wisconsin people. So uh, the, you went out as a Wisconsinite, then you got into the comedy thing. What was the drinking culture like out there? How did, how did that whole thing play out? It's... You, you... It's interesting when you first get here, you know, you find you find your drinking buddies, you all, you know, I think especially when you start to, it's such a, it's such an, a difficult social engagement at first. I think Uh, a lot of standups are, you know, it's a solo art form. It's a lot of loners. And so sometimes you like it felt like it feels like you need that you need a little social lubricant not just to get on stage and tell your jokes when you're new because that's especially scary right off the bat but also like to to feel a part of you know to get engaged with other people who maybe are great on stage but like interpersonally stand-ups aren't always the best a lot of fucking weird for that that's what if you want people who are great at conversation and sparkling at a party you go to improv if you want people who will wallflower and like just sip on a sip on a whiskey for six hours and watch comedy that's stand-up I should, or I tennis players could also be <laughs> yeah, a tennis player ex- exactly but it's also it's also one of those places too where I think it would be harder for somebody to not drink in a different profession. It is both the hardest place because everybody's drinking. You want to like take the edge off, but then you like you're around for a while and then half of your friends are sober. Like half of every comedian, you know, (laughs) is like, yeah, we hit it. I hit it too hard and I had to give it up. Um, So it's like, there's also that. But yes, very, very hard drinkers, hard partiers. Um, I think it's like, uh, it's a bunch of people who like could have been therapists, but just (laughs) went in the, went in a much, went in a different direction with it. And so, you know, you got a little therapy at the bottom of a bottle for a while, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I said, I, I, I hosted comedy for a while and some of the, it was like you said, half of them were just straight. Don't didn't need any drinks. They were going to come in, clock in, do their set, wait for the headliner, get your check, fucking see you later on in the next. And then the other half were like fucking shit can before the openers even on just straight whiskey. And it's like, you never knew, never quite knew what you were going to get. No, no. And I only got two bombed a few times, but oh, when you do, I was hosting one night and and there was about halfway through, I was taking clothes off on stage. (laughs) Like it was, it was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing when I was hosting. I actually got, actually got kicked off of hosting comedy because I, I, I came up with a joke on the fly and decided to run with it, which is never a good idea but i was you did a, a fresh half hour in between <laughs> no i did i it was only like 90 seconds but uh the head of radio sales was in the building and uh mm. yeah it was well i basically said well i said all right who in the crowd likes country music you know a bunch of people applaud and i said all right and who likes rap 
and a bunch of people applaud. And I said, now you realize that none of those people were the same people. Nobody clapped twice, which is weird to me because, I mean, the sounds are so different, but they're saying the same things. Willie Nelson says, I'm going to do some drinking, find some women and do some loving. Snoop Dogg says, I'm going to get drunk, find some bitches and fuck them. And uh, it's the same song. And that was the end of me hosting comedy. <laughs> That's not that offensive. No. I didn't think so. But, no. uh, you know, honestly, it would have been a funnier joke had you gotten to that joke first, as opposed to the long drawn out story, Ron. Um, <laughs> so you might want to think about that next time you start talking, because you might you might just have something come in your future that will cut that off for you. I didn't set him up like that when I did the joke. I just went right into it. So, oh, in that case, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was no setup. <laughs> Good thing. I was a little, I was a little worried because we're talking like we're talking early aughts comedy here, and I was like, oh man, am I gonna? Did I end up on a podcast? I'm gonna hear my boy Ron <laughs> say some shit that. You know, <laughs> like, uh, do I? How do I address this in the moment? Like, be cool but not cool. <laughs> like, no, I'm about twenty percent Ron on this podcast, which is terrifying. But, but <laughs> oh, right there, Yikes Mountain has joined the group. Um, Yikes, what is up? Hello, my friends. How are we? <clears throat> uh, we are we are tuning up. Uh, seven and a half, see over under, if you want to get in on that. Usual 1.5 for uh, dogs. And uh, dog, cat, and bong sounder as usual. No no other modifiers. No no oh. other shocking surprises. Not yet. Ten minutes to find the link. I, I disregarded all the messages in the discourse. I was like, I, I thought I was being like, uh, what do they say that? Soft Ghosted. Ghosted, <laughs> soft blocked, something like that. Yeah, you've been shadow banned, you motherfucker. Shadow banned, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but we got uh, we got Doug in here, and we're covering some stand-up stories. And have you seen too many people totally bomb on stage? I've only, I was only privy to a couple of them, and they were fucking painful. I can't imagine. Like tears and running off, running off and that sort of thing, or just like really just, bad just jokes? Just bombing the set. Because like, every comedy show I've been to in my town, they bombed. That's because your town's probably a bunch of tight ass Idaho people, and probably well, you know. the comedy comedians also weren't funny. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think that to do it in like when you do it in Wisconsin, it, first of all, you've got a lot of people that you probably know in the room, and so there's an, there's like a little bit of built in laughter at just like seeing this person that they know. Um, I think people are also more excited for live comedy outside of LA, but LA is where everybody who had the dream of doing it comes to try it out and not that many people are really like good at it, you know? So you do yeah. see a lot of awful, awful, comedy. Um, you know, but it, it's like, it's like little league. Like you start, nobody can hit the ball. You know, like you're in preschool, it's on a tee. You go to some shit coffee shop and like most of the comics are not very good. Just like I wasn't really probably that good. I think I had a knack for it. But um, and it's hour after hour of awful comedy. Um, and then you start to like refine your process. You polish your bits. Um, you get a little better. People start putting you on little little shows that have a tiny little audience, and half of those people also suck. And then like, and then you just sort of keep graduating a little bit, a little bit by a little bit. But like, yeah, it's mostly like in that first couple of years, it's mostly a lot of awful comedy, it, myself included. You know, like, uh, right. but 
I think but a lot of people think it's easier than it is. And they're like, well, I'll just go up there and say something. And well, my friends think I'm funny. Yeah. I probably could have, like, in that first, at the end of that first year, if I had come home with my best 10 minutes, I think I probably could have done okay. You know, I had some good jokes. It wasn't like, you know, I wasn't uh, going to get a Netflix special, but I could probably make a barroom people laugh. Um, but, uh, but what what is a home run changes just like with like baseball it's like in in like little league it's like 110 feet you know and then like so i could i could do what was crushing for me in that first couple of years now and be like i fucking ate ate it up there that was awful and i bombed completely um it's just the line keeps moving which is a good thing because if i had right. If I didn't know how bad I was when I first started, I probably wouldn't have stuck it out. They're good, you know. How long? How long would you say it takes you to craft a minute? Because, as someone who has thought about the idea, gestated in my in my mental sphere, so to speak, about uh, uh, getting on stage, I've you know musical experience, uh, theater experience. You know, I've just never done the stand-up side of things but i've always wondered about how long do you would you say it takes to do a minute of you know semi-constructed material i think it happens two ways there's the easy way and there's the hard way and the easy way is sometimes you just have a light bulb and you go this is a bit and i know just about every angle of it and it just comes and you go it's usually those are the bits like where you text your friends and you're like has anybody done this and like, no. And like, how's nobody done that? Right. And it feels like I'm ripping it off. It's so yeah, 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 obvious. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it feels like it's oh, got to, no. somebody's got to have thought of it before. Um, and those are usually the ones that like, those are my favorite. Because it's just like, it just sort of came out fully formed. Nine months, just ready to <laughs> birth it. Um, and uh and then there's the other ones, which are a constant struggle, and you can have them for years, and they don't feel quite right yet. And you might have pieces of it where you're like, this part bangs, this part bangs, this part makes me feel like shit because I know the music isn't right yet. And you get under it, and you just like, and you're like, man, it's like having a, it's like having a classic car that's beautiful, like a 69 Mustang. And, and like you, the alternator keeps like it, it, the alternator sucks. Like you can't drive, you just can't trust it. So you're like, I've got this beautiful ride, but I every time I got to get under the hood and it just won't drive, not the way I want it to. Um, and so every time you take it out, you're a little like, am I going to end up on the side of the road tonight? Yeah, I'm stuck on the freeway. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be great. Huh, that's all right. That's see, I, I've seen a few different, uh, like, like you mentioned, too, how the fence moves for you as a comedian where 10 people laughed at the beginning. And I was like, yes. And now 20 people laugh and are like, oh, uh, yeah, that's that wasn't good. But uh, does how does the crowd work change like from crowd to crowd because i i saw a guy in lacrosse one time came out did his whole bit just fucking bombed terrible like 
horrible grabbed the check fucking ran out the door and i talked to the headliner and he's like this guy killed last night i said well what what set did he do last night he's same one like okay did it uh, all right i don't so how does the you know like you said work in each crowd la's got to be a difficult thing to gauge yeah there's a thing in la that you notice as soon as you get out of town you notice the difference and it's in la it i think you know like if you're at like the comedy store they see the names on the walls you know you see like Pryor and carlin and letterman leno and eddie murphy and all these and people like sit back and they're like make (laughs) me laugh motherfucker you're not carlin yeah 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 yeah. i don't know you um but when you get out of town people like lean forward like ooh, (laughs) excited to be here and so you kind of have to like kick them in the teeth in in la and be like no this is you know you're here in my my show um and like and they also have to feel safe like they can trust you that you're not going to drop the ball but it's when to ditch like the material that you plan on doing is always so tough because you really came up there to work on something a lot of times or you really wanted to do the things that you wanted to do. Um, you know, you might have yeah, the crowds just not some, having it. What's that? And the crowds just not having the it. It's just not having it. And you can do, you can do a couple things there. Like you can say, fuck them. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to work on what I, and maybe I'll get them. Um, <clears throat> you really, you want to kind of address, <clears throat> address what's happening. I think anytime that the audience feels like you're no longer present with them, they start to like, they're like, he's not listening to us. Yeah. You start and to hear him like, talking. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's like, just uh, for a survival, you know, you're like, yeah, I can't listen to you guys right now. Cause <laughs> I cannot eat shit in real time and like deal with it. I love this bit and you're not giving me what I think it deserves and my ego can't take it. So I'm going to, I'm going to just line read from now, you know, I'm just going to give you the things that I wanted to say, but, but like, I think it is oftentimes best to shift out of that, address it, and you got to be willing to ditch what you were uh, what you were going to talk about. But it is this feeling like trying to fix a car while you're still driving it. <laughs> you are uh, you are in this thing, you know, and you're trying to like get up under the hood and like try and the whole and it's going down and you're like okay, and then you go, do I? work back into my bit do i like you know how long do i step on the gas and go over that cliff with some fucking glory that's what yeah 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 well and troy said it too where he's you know the he said the crowd wasn't really reacting and i've noticed around here i said small town rural uh comedy is not a big thing around here but it seems like they really have to like give those people permission to laugh at shit and it's usually not till hmm, most of the way through the opener or sometimes not even until the headliner they just won't laugh like oh my neighbor's over there i can't laugh at that joke about a short person that's not uh they can't see me laughing about anything inappropriate and it's not until i don't know beer three maybe (laughs) they start uh opening up no, it's called it's called taking the bullet. That, it's the bullet spot because if you go up first, you're probably going to eat it. And uh, yeah, it just takes 
it, they take a little warming up to the environment, to somebody speaking at them, to like, like you said, having a couple drinks, loosen up. Um, but yeah, you can come in with ace material in that first spot and it just might not matter. Yeah, the the crowd's not ready. Like I said around here, smaller town, they 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 don't want to laugh at anything inappropriate. I've had how many really comedians in a, small, in a smaller town? I know, I can't believe it. Like I've comedians actually, you know, you can laugh at this stuff, right? It's a joke. It's they that that never works. That they don't. Oh, I can laugh oh, now. Oh, I can That's laugh good. now. Everything's yeah. great. Ah, he told me that. it's okay to laugh at the inappropriate. I had permission thing. before. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is good. Well, shit, we had one in town here years ago. I said, I'm in a town of 4,000. Literally had people getting up and walking out. It was amazing. Like the couple, though, they did it separately. So, like, she got up and left. Then he waited about 90 seconds and looked around. Then he got up and left. And was, was like, wait, where'd they go? Was he like, was he inappropriate? I mean, he was, was probably inappropriate for Lancaster. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This would, these people would have been probably equivalent to Troy's Mormons. Like anything uh, he said was was like, oh god, they're uncomfortable. You could see him writhing in their seat, and he was only like ninety seconds in. It was like, oh yeah, if it wasn't like a, wit- like a Merlin monologue, then it wasn't gonna fly. Right, yeah. right. It was yeah, yeah. Literally, hey, where did they go? It was like, oh, they left one at a time. But more importantly, you've been muted. Don't ever use the phrase Troys and Mormons conjoined ever again. (laughs) Those Mormons belong to you. That was a really delayed mute on that on that uh, that crime you committed. Well, I have to unmute myself before I can hit the button because I'm the one with the button. So it's I'll get it in post. Fair enough. Hey, Doug, I, I had an interesting question. Well, it might not be interesting. I don't know why. Wow, I oh, yeah. well, I guess if you <laughs> yeah. think it's interesting, we better hear this out. <laughs> so we, during the a lot of people that I know that do comedy and a lot of people just in general talking about it, the pandemic was obviously a very weird time, uh, kind of just basically like musicians not having the ability to perform. I'm curious, like, what did you do during that time to fill the time? And then what was it like coming out of it? Because I know some people when they came out, it were like, whoa, people have not been in public and this is fucking wild. Wait, you thought that was interesting? Yeah, I know. <laughs> totally. Yikes, Mountain. Uh, <laughs> no, that is really interesting. I actually, a lot of people were like, I hadn't been doing as much regular stand-up. I moved into roasting and writing in large part prior to the pandemic. Um, and and for me, it felt not, it felt like everybody needed a pause and to <clears throat> um, to kind of start valuing the thing in a real way. Uh, I think the stand up the community had gotten kind of corrosive of the over the years i think there's an aspect of that just like there can be uh in the kind of ladder climbing and everybody had to just sit in it for Mm. a while and um and this thing that everybody kind of relied on as their to get their you know their little value feed they're like oh my gosh i have to like invest in other humans in a real way other than just this 
this thing that I do, this magic trick. You know, you get good at a magic trick, people will give you enough attention that you can be okay for a little while. But like, um, but yeah, it made everybody go, oh, we this is not a guaranteed thing. Um in the end, your position in it doesn't really matter that much. Like we can all get leveled uh pretty quickly. Um and uh and I think it made so many people uh it made what felt like a disparate community in a lot of ways where you found your little click and then you you know and you cl- did your little climbing um it made it feel connected because we all lost something and through that it brought everybody closer and and then you started to miss it and then you know and then you know i didn't do any of the zoom shows i was like i'm taking this break i didn't i was like yeah great that sounds painful what's that that sounds painful through a zoom like oh god yeah isn't that what we do every week yeah but not stand up i'm not sitting here waiting for you guys Uh, oh yeah right Ronald. yeah 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 I'm like, yeah, this is my 10 minutes to shine, motherfuckers. Yeah. Everybody laugh at me. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I saw a couple and it was, yeah, it was looked truly awful. Um, and, uh, but since, since everything restarted, there is this, everybody's like happy to be there. It's a totally, it's a different mm-hmm. community. Um, yeah, it's much friendlier. It's not as like everybody's just kind of happy to be there. And it's not like, ooh, everybody's <laughs> not kind of looking over their shoulder, like, where's my spot? Where am I at on the food chain? Where are these, you know? Um, it's just like, oh man, we're lucky to be telling jokes, aren't we? Like, we're lucky to be here doing this. It's so good to see you. And yeah. it opened people up that maybe weren't. Uh, weren't available to that before because like if you didn't i think everybody just got so kind of like alone and cut off during that time that people had to like get honest about it they're like oh i actually need people uh, i need i've people. never been happier <laughs> yeah i need friends um i need community and like looks like that's you guys so let's yeah. get let's get behind it um yeah that'd be weird man and i said the pandemic for me was like nothing changed and mm. like well i'm gonna go to work and then i'm gonna go get high in my basement and, and i'll listen to some records and probably not <laughs> see another human till i go back to work so tuesday <laughs> I can imagine like having everything affected by yeah yeah well you're also in lancaster and i'm not sure the pandemic existed in lancaster not really no. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was one morning though, you know, all those farmers at the gas station at six AM talking about it, they make me wear a mask. Well, I just smoked a huge joint, so I came in at six AM and just started coughing all over that place. You should have seen them fucking farmers all move like, Oh, oh, you don't need a mask, you're not afraid of but this guy comes and go oh, They fucking overalls moving left, man. Not stick around. I have a feeling, Ron, that you've walked into a room and done that way pre-COVID and cleared the room anyway. Well, right, but that's what I said. I just like, hey, I just smoked a joint. I don't have a disease. It's fine. It's not the plague. <laughs> it's not COVID. It's leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have to do a version of that every time I'm like walking behind a woman late at night because usually I'm <laughs> faster than she is. Don't worry about me. I'm good. No, nope. I'll have you longer strides. Yeah, yeah. Not a problem. Can't help me. No, in fact, I'm gay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Shout back to the Pride episode. My mom's going to watch this and be like, Doug's gay. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> Next time you come back to town, things going to be real weird. I'm, I'm 37 and single, and I live in West Hollywood, California. Mm-hmm. I am 100% certain that my mom is like. There's been people drawing them conclusions already. <laughs> it's reinforcing it. Sure, he's not. let's see that's okay we got troy here and his motto is uh what is it troy no kids no pets no plants i think he's he's right on there with you yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i have a question for you doug yeah if i I can go Uh, yeah please Um, i guess is it is it comedy or your side hustle that bought your christmas lights (laughs) um that's you know what they i'm trying these Christmas lights, if you go to, that would be comedy. I'll say comedy. I don't know. <laughs> it all goes to the same place, uh, which is my Christmas light budget. Uh, what I Priorities. Was. Priorities. If you go to Rite Aid or CVS uh, anytime in January, they have uh, they will just start to slowly creep down the Christmas lights. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, a box of 300 was like two dollars and fifty cents what was usually thirty dollars at christmas time they went down to uh they were 95 percent off by the end uh so so i spent two dollars and fifty cents per 300 and that's uh that's how you become a millionaire gentlemen Uh, yeah next stop you're out there in november with a trench coat hey you are 300 led Yes, <laughs> none of you guys have read Rich Man, Poor Man. I know which one I am. I don't ever need to read about the other one. <laughs> which uh, one are you? Lower middle class man. That wasn't an option. That's not part of the game, I don't think. No. I think that's a different game you're playing. Though. Okay, poor. <laughs> <laughs> no poor person has that amount of natural lighting coming in. <laughs> Not, no <laughs> I'm in fair. my basement with a bunch of grow lights. Have no fear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, also the amount of inside hats in this. Uh... <laughs> now that you mention that, I'm a little taken aback. The over-under is always three. Well, it is from now on. We're adding that. Inside hats. 2.5 is your over-under. I live in a That's basement. A- it gets cold. Mm, that's yeah. the lack of natural lighting in the back i'm I'm like hovered by the one window i'm like <laughs> yeah 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 some vitamin d <laughs> see now hashy i'd believe poor <laughs> not troy <laughs> i mean you're not wrong that's no no it looks like you got a good setup there yeah, the basement vibes give that pour off. Uh, you know what, Hatchie? Yeah, I'm going to send you a box of $2.50 Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flip those. I'm going to flip those for like 25 bucks. Yeah, you out there in November. Yeah, you make that cash. California. Do you know these are Hollywood lights? <laughs> these came from George Clooney's personal estate. $500. <laughs> Be that the LEDs.
Yeah, Hashi will uh, turn your Christmas lights into drugs quicker than you can spin around. <laughs> uh, oh, like that, that is a good up. scam. Yeah, I want to start. I'm going to start running that scam. Yeah, Just wait. Just wait till January. Next year, you motherfuckers. I'm going to be swimming <laughs> in sell, drugs. You could sell any inane object with a good story. You did. You, you know did mention the uh, haunted jewelry on one of your podcasts. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that I had never, never heard of. Never occurred to me. Like that. That is amazing. This is right here. You know, I'm going to sit my bong down, and I'm actually going to golf clap that. So, what was the story behind that? <clears throat> you go to. Well, okay. So this person that I know, they went to Goodwill. They would go into, you know, the jewelry section, look for something that looked kind of nichey, kind of old, right? Find a pennant or something like that. They would get it, and then they would go get some sort of jewelry box that, you know, also looked kind of kitschy or whatever. And then they would get some sort of, like, silk thing, like bed to put it on in the box. And so it's probably, like, eight bucks total, you know, in supplies. Then they would go write, like, a nice... 5,000 word piece up up to a 5,000 word piece uh, on this or story on this piece of jewelry and how it was actually inhabited by the ghost of a Venetian princess, <laughs> you know, for, that, that, you know, will give you and it possesses the power to give you infinite wealth in the next life. And so oh. everything that the jewelry was haunted for, or it would be like a spell on someone in the next life. And so it was all things that, you know, were non-quantifiable <laughs> and yeah. you can't like be like, Oh, yeah, sue well, over that. You can't sue over it. <laughs> and he, he made upwards of $8,000 on a piece of jewelry. Wow. And so like, <laughs> Wow. Uh, I said, I sat my bong down and clapped for that scam. That's what I was like. You know, this is what I'm saying. Like to, you know, to dupe the, the rich and, uh, uh, willing to pay is, is, is a fun thing. And he was doing that and it was just like, Hey dude, they just, they're just trying to throw money out there to get infinite wealth in the next life. And it's, you know, always super rich people, always like, uh, 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 like a mid fifties woman, you know, that, was widowed or something and had just what else can you buy at this stage she has all the other shit buy me some afterlife good to buy people anymore i don't know what to do (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's amazing what people will buy like i have a void in my life that nothing seems to fill and then this person wrote what's what's the most interesting to me is that you could tell me that you were going to pay me $8,000. And as soon as I heard you're going to need to type up 5,000 words, I'd be like, I can't. It's I too much anxiety. I can't do it. I don't need the money that bad. Uh, I just want I to give dilemma. inanimate objects a backstory. That that part's fantastic. Yeah. I have a dilemma in, oh. in this kind of idea of selling things because it's something that's been sitting in the garage for a long time. And when my dad worked in Montana, in the late 70s he got this gift that was like a sculpture of a guy riding like a horse that's bucking because there's a snake like on the ground underneath it have oh, you seen clearly. this Ash? you know what i'm talking about yeah i'm pretty sure it's like a super famous uh, it's a, uh yeah sculpture. yeah so it's not worth much but i was watching like 
I can't remember. This was a few years ago. It was during the Trump administration. And there was uh, a shot of him speaking from the office. And this statue was in the background. And I'm thinking, oh, I could sell this is thing on. for so much. But I don't know if I have the bravery to go online and fuck around and sell this thing. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, you totally do. You don't have to need- say Dickhead owned it. You're just like, the same replica of the of Dickhead statue. No, you and- should say he owned it and be like, I bought it off the Trump estate. That's, I bought it off Mar-a-Lago. That's the, yep. that's like, the you, grift. Like, like, you got to yep. go the whole way. Yeah. Be like, actually, the right. thing, yeah. the and when they show up to my house, this, you know. They show up to buy it. I need to have it in hand. And I'm like wearing a rainbow colored romper, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, yes. here's my Venmo, Bud Light 2023. <laughs> I, I thought you were I thought you were going with a suitcase handcuffed to your hand and you uh, <laughs> That's even better. fucking sucker punch me with a he's rainbow got, romper. You've got, a, you've got a Dylan Mulvaney shirt on and he's got a Kid Rock shirt on. He's just bumping ba with a ba and you're like, oh. This is not. Listen, good. do you want the piece or don't you want the piece? <laughs> I've got buyers lined up, asshole. Oh, I might have to do that. I, or I'll send it to Troy. I'll send it to Troy and Troy can sell it. You know what? I'll multi level market that shit. I believe you. This sounds you like you find new three obsession. friends that need it and they'll pay me. Can can we talk? Can we can we go into deep water here? Can we talk about how insane it is that Bud Light's like profit shares have gone down like twenty five percent over the past couple of weeks? Absolutely insane. Over lit- literally one can. It's not like these one were available. Can. They weren't mass produced and available for purchase. There was one made, and that was enough for rednecks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no way! I ain't gay. It was like a what, like a tw- thirty second or a two minute Instagram post. That was yeah, it. It was short. That's yep. it. Man, yeah. they found cans that. weren't available. You can't find those cans hardly anywhere. Life it's unbelievable. Long, yeah. Lifelong Bud Light drinkers, just like no, th- who can- they found that one thing, and they're like, "I'm so not gay. I can be madder about it." There's that <laughs> one time in college, but I don't want to talk about that. That's what makes me so mad. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the, a writer, Doug. Do you need a writer to track to help, help you tra- work on your stuff? Maybe, maybe an internet re- reader, something, someone to you know pull things off the internet and send them to you as a fodder for your future work. Because I'm woefully underemployed and would love to have an opportunity to to uh, help a man in the world get by. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, um, are you on ZipRecruiter? <laughs> Can be <laughs> LinkedIn. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 pop something on there, and we'll see what comes in. And uh, I'll look out for a Troy from the Idaho area. Um, I need Idaho area. To, this is Troy from Ohio. Different guy. Yeah, <laughs> I hired the wrong Troy from Idaho. Oh, Troy from. <laughs> Need to hire someone to curate statues of bucking horses with snakes on them? That'll be your job to just acquire as many as you can. Don't ask why. Just bring them back to me. Bring them to me. Yeah. Penny. Post haste. Since we got a little political there for a minute, I I do have to bring this up because it made me laugh so hard. Do you have to? Yes. Well, if it made you laugh so hard, I'm strapping in. Troy, it's it's really interesting. (laughs) 
Is it Did anybody see that the feds busted George Santos today? Yes. Oh. Well, Did anybody the see that some guy, see went, some guy went on Twitter and said, I have been embedded wow. as an FBI informant in uh, Santos's office for the past year. I can't comment any further. That's all. He, that's all he tweeted. <laughs> well, and he had probably had a blue check, so it's all fine. No, right? he didn't. He didn't. And people oh, were just wow. like coming out, like great, great work. And I'm like, if this guy's an underform, like an undercover agent for the FBI, like where do you ever <laughs> think in your job description, like you go yeah. on Twitter to be like, I was involved with this, but I can't comment on it. I, the whole thing just cracked me up. I love it because also, how why many did people we... are like, yes, good for you. Well, like we needed an undercover agent for this guy to be discovered <laughs> in the fraud. Like, right? Like, He's been like, George, can you give me that paperwork that shows all the shit you did? Like, I just, I just want to look at it. Like, oh, it's yeah. crazy as yeah, I feel like go. Bud Light gave George Santos. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it would get that twenty five percent back. It doesn't I, make sense to me. I think you're right. I think we've got their solution. Yikes! Tweet at Bud Light. We'll <laughs> we'll get that stock share back. You sons of bitches. I figured it out. We've got Justin. I don't know how long it's going to take him to uh, to uh, sync up here. Luckily, Doug's small bladder phaser is gone. So I was gonna, I was gonna say, I we we could hit the pee break. So we we should declare it before Justin starts. I think all the, the coffee in the Red Bull. You know, what I mean? should we hit it? We're Absolutely. For it? All hit right, it. clear out. Let the decree go forth. It is time to pee. Let the urine flow. Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> this haunted jewel. We're all ghosts from the past looking for horses with snakes. Whoa. <laughs> I want in on this scam. I think we can do this. Like, yeah, I am just this. not cut out to be nefarious. I wish I were, but I am not. The thing about it is that he never scammed people because he never offered them anything that was quantifiable in this realm of existence. Right. And the people were willing to purchase that idea because yeah. they wanted to seek something. So it's like they would have spent their money on something. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. But I'm just like you were saying you have to go all out to sell this horsey statue and say that it's the actual one that belonged to Dickhead. But I think I think these people are they they don't I don't think we gotta go that far. We can just say it's it's the same kind of horsey that he had. It meets it meets all the criteria. It's gaudy, it's gross. Also as seen on TV, as seen on the White House. Mm-hmm. Seen on White House. You put from the, the Franklin Mint zoom in on his desk with the horsey statue and you'd be like, like fingers right in front of it, caressing its head. Yeah. yeah, the box of fucking amphetamines down there below it. Pack yeah. of depends, then you know. So, Doug, we'll give you permission to download all this stuff and use it in any <laughs> any, any standup you want to ever, because it's really great stuff. Oh really yeah, stuff. solid material. Here's... Yeah, they were really yeah. going places. Yeah, I must. Uh, I I was pissing for all the good shit. I guess I must have. <laughs> <laughs> nice shit. We didn't make him sign the waiver that says he can't steal all this gold. <laughs> oh shoot! Dag on it. Oh, we're gonna get ripped off. Oh, he should, he should have been here last night for all the solid gold we had. Ripped off like Justin Slaves, or hey, <laughs> man, make me wear out that rim shot button. 
He Bam. just blasted those motherfuckers right off. They, he had sleeves before he showed up. He just <laughs> now, that them. was that was the five minute warning I gave you guys. I had to rip them off. <laughs> like what? Two yeah. tickets to the gun show. <laughs> uh, Doug, I wanted to ask you. You said you were uh, doing writing for a little bit, and then you switched back to stand up. Um, with the writer strike and everything that has been happening uh, in the news as of the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and I've heard a lot about just writers not being paid very much. Is that why you jumped into stand-up to try to get a, a more more of a financial flow just because writing is kind of drying up these days? They're all kind of, I wouldn't say that, and maybe I, maybe I misspoke. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm dropping the writing in any way. I but I'm moving putting towards a, it, right? A renewed From- focus on the stand up as That's well. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I yeah. think it's like <clears throat> it's like the windmill of writing is sort of taking, you know, it's sort of you you build these windmills and like you hopefully get to a place where they can kind of run on their own a little bit. Like obviously you still are are working on your stuff and yeah. like staying sharp and writing and all that stuff, but it doesn't, you know, but, but it's a windmill that, that is sort of always bringing stuff in opportunities, even if you're not on a job opportunities. Um, and my standup was something that I had neglected. And so it wow. felt like that's the thing that I need to build back up to a place where I have, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of, to an hour of just solid stuff where then I can fold in new bits. Um, Like I need to get my stuff to where it is just laser sharp because the roasting stuff is going great. Um, Shit's hilarious. Professional roasting. That's a hell of a job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, as opposed to the amateur roasting we do here. That's where that's the best shit though. I mean, that's, that's where it all starts. It's like, um then you just go okay can luckily i i showed up at a at the right time in la and sort of came from the right background where it was all ball busting all the time yeah family friends the town itself lancaster oh, is just kind Christ. of a small busting town always it it's all it's all about how funny you are and it was the same with my family and like it was and i was the youngest boy so it was the only way i could kind of prove myself is having any worry right. you know like yeah, if you ain't sharp enough they're just gonna eat you alive and make you look like a fucking idiot yeah and they can kick your ass so like the only <laughs> thing like the only thing that would make you look cool was like if you could beat them at this one thing and so like um or or at least give them a go every here and there um, how's your rap battle skills Awful, really awful. <laughs> really. So it's something I'm like. I'm not big on comedy classes. Like usually they're they're like it's a grifter, a guy who like has no business teaching anybody anything. And comedy uh, comes in threes. That'll be seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Comedy really <laughs> should be done in shitty bars and coffee shops, and that's where you should start right. and like, cut your teeth there. Yeah, if but, you can't smell mold. Yeah, you, you ain't doing it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not doing it in front of somebody that like reminds you too much of your dad, like you shouldn't be. Doing, <laughs> you know, like if you're not. 
having childhood trauma staring you in the face regularly. What That's are you doing thing. there? What are you doing now? Yeah. Next question, Doug. Have you been to uh, acting class where you had to act out your disease in the surgery room? And did you fight over gonorrhea? <laughs> my, my t- <laughs> um, no, I feel like I could have used, like, if I had known you then to really get down to, like, what it feels like. What, what it feels like, yeah, how, how you got it, yeah. where it came from. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do method on this one. <laughs> Let me have gonorrhea. <laughs> STDs, please. Yeah. Oh, it burns. Something unholy. It looks like instead of getting penicillin for that, he just eats a lot of blue cheese. Like he gets, <laughs> he gets his mold natural way. Clears it. Lord told dreams. me. Yeah. Lord doth told me where the healing is at, and yea, verily, <laughs> is in the cheese. Bought this cheese from a woman in a yurt. It was blessed. Had <laughs> on pants. She was a heathen. Also, yeah. where I got the gonorrhea. Uh, <laughs> well, don't worry. The amulet is haunted, so I'll be disease-free the next one. <laughs> yeah, if you hang this haunted exactly. amulet on your cock for, <laughs> for three weeks, Take the pain away. You mentioned cutting your teeth in some of the shittiest clubs. What is the shittiest club or spot you've done com- stand-up and comedy in? That's a good question. Um, I've been to Idaho. I can answer it for you. say Ron's basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay here's ron's mom def- i've definitely been the bars that look like ron's basement that's for sure <laughs> this, is, this is the that most natural it's not the worst place it's actually like a it's a fun club but i went to uh i roasted i had a roast battle in austin for south by southwest oh. and uh and it was all these tech fucking assholes and they just did not it was like a little and uh, it was a little too woke for roast battle. And like, like I'm a pretty progressive dude, but if you want to like roast, you better, everybody needs to chill out. Like this is yeah. what we do. Like it's, uh, you know, you got to leave a little bit of that shit at the door. And, um, and they didn't, I want to like the biggest festivals in the world. And, uh, and it was at the Creek in the cave, lovely club, but, uh, the audience is just giving us nothing and they end up there's this giant stuffed bear at the uh at the creek in the cave and instead of giving it to me or the other battler the audience gave it to the bear, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, bear. yeah so i lost to a giant stuffed bear and uh and i have hated austin ever since i've heard the crowds are That's actually fair. great when south by southwest is not there but yeah. um as far as you need to do more jokes about binary code, that's where you went off. Yeah, yeah. What's it about this Twitter thing and this Musk guy? Hey, blood diamonds get you in the space. Oh, take my wife, please. I've heard. Uh, I've heard that South by Southwest can be really hit or miss. Like I've heard some absolute horror stories of like people that are excited. You know, it's like I grew up. Well, not I didn't grow up, but I, I came up doing hip hop in the Northwest not a region for hip hop. So it's like not a when, when a person gets the idea of going to South by Southwest, it's a big journey to get down to Texas. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot of shit. They're just like, I'm playing South by Southwest. Oh my God. And then they get there and it's just some tiny little venue that's overlooked. There's a thousand other things happening in the city. No one shows up. The promotion's really bad. The What's vet, your like, rap name? The North Face Killer? Like, I would have been good. I would have accepted that. No, it, it's Hash Adams. <laughs> it is what it is. I like um, that. 
Oh, that's great. It's okay. That's it's solid. Okay. North Face Killer would have been good. I have to chime in. Like South by Southwest is a is like an honor to be invited to, and I also played in bands and toured around. And when we got uh, invited to play three shows in South by Southwest, I was just blown away. Just like, oh no way! Yeah. And like yeah. the first night, you show up in the corner of like a <laughs> like a family restaurant. And yeah. South, like you're like the ninth like, stage. Totally. How many digital interface pedals do you have for us? They're like what? Like what are you what, what are you talking about? Set up your own shit. Like I just work here. I, I yeah. I'm just like I like I'm the totally, bus boy, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had to move three tables. I'm the owner's grandson to play. <laughs> yeah, sir, you're in a Wendy's. Head. Is what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put up one sign that says South by Southwest in the corner. Like I'm totally. Like, you, you get one scoop of chili if you're baked potato. You get one scoop of chili if you're baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Austin. I'm gonna have to, you know, respectfully disagree, Douglas. I love it as well. In hash. I love Austin. I love on off brand, off 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 brand. It's good. Right, that's how I like to think about it. I don't like a city. It's dangerous. I don't like a city that has like a slogan like "Keep Austin Weird." It's like, okay, you just lost me. You jumped the shark once you once you need pretentious fucks knock it off. You must love Vegas. How about a town that stole uh, Austin's name and now keep Portland weird as a thing? And so, Mm. yeah, once once you've got advertising once like an it feels like an ad agency got brought in it's like yeah. you lost it already you're not weird anymore like yeah. let's <laughs> keep us not mainstream hey i like i like austin I, austin over there they're saying keep keep austin weird what if we just did that here i'll take 20 grand <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> naming your rights please yeah uh, you gotta, for me, as as the godfather of drinking on this particular podcast, I find that any town that I can stumble out of a hotel at 10.30 a.m. and by 11.15 have a drink in my hand and live music in my ears is a place I want to be at. Pretty Austin, good. Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans, mm. Orleans mm. West, places I can't not live without. Key West is such the outlier on that list, by the way. It's yeah, not. That one caught me off guard. Not, not, for like what, not, for, not for what Ron wants, or not for what uh, he wants to do, or Troy wants to do with that. That's it does not check all the all. boxes. Yeah, I agree. I just them all. He just <laughs> named like major musical centerpieces of America, and like Key West just gets thrown in there. And I was getting Jimmy maybe I'm, maybe I'm I'm off on this one, but what do you? Key, doing West, Key West is a vibe, though. It's a vibe. That's, that's the thing with what he's going in, going for. And it, you're absolutely right, Nashville. Memphis, Louisiana, like like musical centerpieces, like jazz and country music. He's just like Key West. I get what you're going with that for sure, but vibe he's going for it. It's it's Leave spot it. on. Yeah. I don't like being in places that make me feel guilty for not doing shit. Right? Like because ah. every time I'm in a place like that, I'm like I should be doing more. And yes, I, that's a great point. A we great can get point. you cocaine, fentanyl, <laughs> heroin. What's your what's your jam, Doug? We get you whatever you want right there in Key West. I know people. I've been there a lot. I believe that. Yeah, fresh off the boat. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's, sir. even if it's even if it's like pineapple or lemon juice, we can get you that. I know a place. <laughs> I know a place. A little caffeine, a little Red Bull. I know where the Red Bull store is in in oh, Key West. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's well hidden, but I can get it for you. Sugar free in Key West. Oh yeah, that's the expensive stuff though. You got to pay premium. Yeah, you got to know a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they use another kind of sugar down there for your Red Bull. You got a weed man? No, but I got a Red Bull man. 
<laughs> Get you that shit by the case. You ever, you ever boof a can of Red Bull? Just show <laughs> your fucking. <laughs> Can't say so, that I have. You can't I pay for Red Bull services behind the back. I know a guy. So I had the apartment in high school where the parties were, you know, the ecstasy started to come around when I was like late in high school, late senior year. And there were some kids at my party one time high on uh, Molly or E or whatever they had done that night. But dude came in and he had like four blunts in his hand that he'd rolled up and two 32 ounce cans of monster. And oh, also um, two two forties and so he drank the first 40 obviously and then he proceeded to take the monster the first monster and pop a hole in it and shotgun a 32 ounce double xl can of talking the one with we're talking the one with the metal twist top where a little bit of like (laughs) a little bit of mist comes out when you open it up (laughs) like dry so he so he pops that and then twists it off and pulls it up and you know just gauges it out better off doing cocaine that mist is that mist is cocaine (laughs) that's what that mist is (laughs) disgusting well if we're going to talk about shotgunning drinks in in cool places star was in nashville Tuesday afternoon, approximately two thirty in the afternoon. Me, the bartender, the musician, enjoying ourselves. Said bartender, "What do you got for me? That's uniquely what you like to drink here." They said pipe bomb. I said super. Give me one. Full size Red Bull, double shot of vodka. Oh yeah. Oh, she commences to poke a hole in the Red Bull, and it blows all over the place. Right. Then she takes the double shot. And she poured, holds the can backwards and fills the vacant can with a double shot of vodka. She said, shotgun this. Shotgun a Red Bull with a double shot of vodka. Five of those gets you where you want to be by 315. Five? Five? One would do that to me. <laughs> that would destroy your immune system. What wait, is wait, happening? Where were what? you? Did no, you actually no. do five? Yeah. Oh, my God. How are you still alive, Troy? I'm shocked. How is your well, liver I'm, still intact? Actually, I, I carry I carry a very special amulet with me that's can protect that's that's protecting me here. We're gonna make my life hell in the afterlife. You know how people have yearly physicals? He has yearly liver transplants. That's what he does. Yeah, but <laughs> so more importantly, that, where where did this take place? I was gonna say where you're carrying the amulet. That's for it's only personal. certain friends of mine to find out. Sorry. We're not that good of friends yet. Yikes! He hasn't shown oh. you the plug yet. It's a cat. You're a cat. That's a cat. That's a drink. That's a and, cat. And I'm going I'm to try for a third time. Troy, where did this happen? Nashville. Oh. Where dude. in the world is Troy getting hammered? I'm getting the goddamn sounder played if I oh, got it. Troy, Troy, if you have... Okay, so it's your... Let's say it's your last day on Earth. Um, That's a good question. You hammered. You can get hammered in one place in the world. Do you have a... Uh, city and if you can get specific to one place then i'd love to hear that oh mm, shit do you can need a timer guess? oh no i'm good well i can oh, give, i can give you a list but i'll give you a number one it's it's a it's an un, it's a out of the blue it's a place that closed thanks to covid thanks fucking covid called the sparrow on the miracle mile in chicago mm-hmm. it's a rum bar where they import Caribbean rums only. And even if you ask nicely, you get some Cuban rum. And my last great drink is going to be a fantastic Cuban rum punch. I'll get it. I'll get it 
in a big tall glass with some fresh ice cubes, stir it with my straw, drink it down, say farewell to my family, go sit in the corner, be gone. Goddamn sugar liquor. I'm actually surprised it's Chicago. <laughs> that's yeah, the most surpri- that. <laughs> that's the most surprising part about this whole situation. I wasn't it? Yep. I knew it would be rum. You talk about rum all the time, but I was like, surprised <laughs> was uh, Chicago. <laughs> well, it's about the drink. I mean, if you're gonna die from something, your eyes don't remember. Your last thing you're gonna remember when you pass away is, is your taste buds, right? So you gotta have the best the best tasting drink you've had, not the that best experience. Bad let's let's can we get that on record troy says that the last thing that you're gonna remember he's a, he, he's a doctor your taste <laughs> your taste buds <laughs> okay my flesh is melting away from the radioactive <laughs> yeah, blast my, i'd be like that tastes bad yeah, this <laughs> viral ashy. i knew it would be ashy <laughs> so, so speaking of cities you don't want to be you want you feel guilty not doing stuff in i was just recently in new york and i went to the gotham uh, comedy club, which is obviously iconic. What is on, on the terms of you know shittiest club you've ever been in? What's the best nightclub and best audience you've performed at? I know it could be two different things, but because uh, sometimes it's the smallest spot that's the best crowd, or it could be the, be- the you know the nicest spot that could be the best crowd. Uh, comedy Works in Denver is probably is it's just a perfect club. The crowds are always fire. Uh, everybody's like. It, it's it's such a comedy everybody's so happy to be seeing comedy um you feel like a star when you're there even though like you know when you're not and um it's just a perfectly set up room it's like the ceilings are low the walls are the right amount of space you've got i don't know they just did it all right it's perfect nice it was funny because like we ended up being part of this show in a way because my buddy was drunk <laughs> and shocking. Uh, and during the set, some the the guy was doing crowd work and the guy was like, oh, where'd you go to college? And they said Salisbury, which is a local college in the area where we're at in Maryland. And my buddy goes, oh, no. and everyone starts staring at us. So now we're the center of attention for this, for the comedy act. And he's like, all right someone got horny off of this word and like it's just they're bantering back and forth with us i was like oh good job <laughs> way to draw attention to just a random ass college that no one knows in this audience but us and we're now it's like, he just gets all <laughs> horny and excited for the mention of a college i'm like oh good job <laughs> did did you enjoy that interaction or were you like oh. i love comedy I, I love crowd work like i'm the fact that people get upset and pissed off when like comics it's been like a staple for comedy forever and if you're especially especially sitting in the front row if you're uh, in that front suit few tables you should expect to get heckled not even it's not necessarily heckled it's generally it's from the banter it's yeah it's yeah. like and if you're not don't want to be a part of it then you really don't want to be a part of comedy in my mind yeah, yeah. back yes yeah, yeah um I think every once in a while you'll get because obviously they want they need people in the front row and every once in a while oh yeah people who didn't want to be there and they're like, <laughs> oh god oh no they're getting addressed by every comic um, yeah but- on those on those lines though, sorry like with with COVID I saw the COVID stand the COVID uh, roast you were doing and obviously there's no audience how does that play for you when there's nothing to react on 
Like, cause obviously, you know, if you're bombing, if everyone's not reacting or, you know, you're killing it. Cause everyone's like, when you were just standing there open with no, no one around you. That was, that was, I haven't even watched that one because it was such a <laughs> weird time. And like, it, it, I have a little, I know I was kind of like losing it at the time. It was like, there was, you know, social movements going through, you know, it was like the pandemic and all this social change. And I'd been, you know, there hadn't been any comedy in a while. And I was like, I was just like, not, I was like, what are we even doing here? How do we even roast like this? And so it was a really weird space and time. I'll have to watch it. It's, it is a, a nice little time capsule of a strange period in time where we had to, I think that was only, that was like three days after George, George Floyd happened. And yeah. like, wow. first, um, and like I was like I don't even know what you know what's what to do here as far as you know it felt too hot to the touch to address but it's also like the biggest story in the world at the time so like how do you not and uh, and yeah it was just uh, it was an it was a weird time and uh, I think everybody was just kind of feeling you know off off axis and um and but like you know the show goes on it was like i didn't do any stand-up but like roasting is a thing that i don't think i can not do i think if there were one thing that's that grant county ingrained man built, that's organic yeah, yeah i'm actually battling for the uh la um la roast title on the 30th hell yeah i can represent yeah, you get a big stupid belt like a, a champ. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 which the eight-year-old boy in me is just dying to get. Hell yeah, um, strap that up. But yeah, it's my favorite show in the world. It's uh, I think it's um, I think it's one of the best live comedy shows in the world. And now they're like, there's a whole, it, it carved out this little niche of comedy. I say niche. I don't know why I said niche. Yeah, like, that's dope douche say, move. I, I, Podcast <laughs> pressure. Um, and but now there's roast communities in chicago uh there's a whole league now it's uh chicago um houston new york tokyo london barcelona scotland um and and, key west and key west (laughs) key west (laughs) Um, i won that one one tuesday afternoon at 3 (laughs) 30 after six pipe bombs yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mentioned earlier and repeatedly that Hello, Wisconsin! Doug is another Wisconsin guy. So I, I just like I said representing Grant County talking shit out west is so that's what we do. You get hammered around here and just shit talk each other. It's 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 Sport. amazing. But, yeah. But uh but yeah, Doug Doug mentioned his dad earlier before we started uh with the intro and I'm gonna have to leave that in because that's a great story. But yeah, yeah. uh but Harold, so have you guys seen a show called The Real Stories of the Highway Patrol? Back no. in the 90s, they'd reenact uh, crime scenes, uh, like stops from the police. Okay. Doug's dad was one of the uh, assailants on one of the episodes. It was <laughs> well, better than abs- being the cop. Wow. Absolutely magical. So, like, when he said Absolutely earlier the cop. dude's menacing, he literally got the gig as, like, menacing guy. Menacing guy. <laughs> It was kind of, was it, was it a big deal? Like, obviously it was a big deal in my house. Was yeah. it like, 
Was it a big? Do you remember hearing about it? At oh all? yeah, I, I was li- when I was living in Madison. I was at a buddy's place and was like, "The episode's on." I like had to drive to my house and put a VCR, uh, get the <laughs> fucking tape. I actually have an MP4 of that somewhere floating around here. Yeah, <laughs> I've got it. Yeah, like, oh, he's great, menacing guy. Like he gets pulled <laughs> over and the girlfriend's over there. Why don't you just shut up? Like, yeah. Oh, he's terrifying. Like, I'm terrified. Whose car belong to? It's, it's mine. Sir, step out of the car. What's the matter with you? I'm, right. I'm running, and then he runs. Yeah. He's like, hey, come back here. I'm running. Hey, come here. Stop. Oh, fucking yeah. theater, man. I've got a gun. I'm gonna kill you and then her. You better just shoot me if you don't want to die. The amount of like. My my dad ended up dating the the lady who did um the lotto. <laughs> uh uh like the debut or Des Moines or wherever and Hot damn. Yeah, the, yeah, the final yeah. ball is for, oh he he that paid off in in spade because oh, he yeah, yeah yeah he was never never want for uh female attention after after his little run yeah. Celebrity, but uh, oh, yeah, and there was commercials for a local gas station chain, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, uh, Ford, Ford, there's like an F 150 commercial, yeah, 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 yeah. He's very that guy, he was uh, he nailed it in the 90s, and he's in like tough man competitions. Like, this guy's oh, he did fucking something else, and he did a uh, an American Gladiators Budweiser, like, um. It was like a, it was like a long commercial, almost like a, Full like an promo. infomercial length thing where they did this wow. sports. It was the Bud Guys versus the Miller Light Guys and Nitro. Oh, Nitro was my I guy. Remember this? Gladiators, yep. ready? Yep. Nitro was yeah. the Nitro was the captain of the Miller Light team, and okay. uh, my dad was. I think he was the captain of the of the Bud team. And they were the bad guys, and oh. uh, they had like they had uh, like tough guy competitions where you had to like throw a keg over the over a beam or something, and and, uh, and yeah, he brought back uh, he brought back some some workout pants from Nitro <laughs> the war from, and we got it, we got a bunch of signed stuff. It's in the heyday of gladiators, yeah, fucking Nitro nerf gun battles at the end too, man. Shit. Was that slick back hair? He was the man. That was, yeah. that was my gladiator. I always wanted to run that gauntlet with the Nerf gun battle at the end with the tennis ball launchers. Yeah, yeah I've been <laughs> tight. We should do that. We should pool our money and set one of those motherfuckers up. I wonder where Diamond's at these days. Where do you think Diamond's at? You think if I you think he's out in LA, I could look her up. Yeah, probably in a crypto trading now. He's <laughs> probably in real estate. She's probably yeah. A- yeah. <laughs> go, go hit Twitter, man. Hashtag Diamond. I think. So yeah, but I, I have to ask, who is Diamond, and is that the girl that rolled the lotto? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, name, that would be amazing. I don't think any. Her name was Lori Minetti. I, oh, that that fucking sucks. I don't know if I should, I know if I should dime out Lori Minetti for dating my dad back in 1995, but I'm gonna guess you're not gonna get a lot of blowback from it. Uh, that's true it's probably she's clear now. Yeah. she's yeah um but uh diamond was the i she was the blonde i think she was uh she was the least muscular of the of the american gladiator ladies uh, 
she looked like a she looked kind of like a modern day porn star like the like without the fake you know um, the accoutrement yeah yeah not a 90s porn star <laughs> right right yeah where you can see all the stars real well i wonder how many of those people actually did end up in porn Ooh. not your dad <laughs> i think how many of the american gliders came from porn i think that's yeah I think that, like they hey, parlayed yo. that into a more steady job. There was a little yeah. insurance and yeah, health yeah, with yeah. the uh, gladiator union. <laughs> uh, Look at that. Oh, that Doug. That. He's such a hell of a guy. Love that Sounders. Yeah. Thanks. This is so fun. Yeah, man. I said, anytime you want to come on, like I said, you've, you've got that whole Grand County shit talk thing going. So uh, I wish I have Joe a question. was here. Please. I have another question. And another question. Beautiful. Another question. I googled questions to ask comedians today, and I found twenty questions I have to ask comedians before you go. Are you oh, ready? Jesus oh, wow. Christ! Twenty <laughs> questions. Right. Let's run the right. gauntlet. I'm gonna get What's... high and let's do this. Oh, well, yeah. it was from a, it was it was from a it was like a LinkedIn outfit that it had them like interview questions for comedians. You know what? I'm gonna do drugs about it, and uh, I didn't memorize them, and it doesn't matter. But also, Doug, mm-hmm. how do you handle hecklers? Um, if they get loud enough, first of all, you ignore. Super. Thanks, Doug. (laughs) Next question, Doug. Um, did you just break that? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, next question for Doug. Uh, First time, long time. What exactly? Actually, a great question I've been thinking of for days now. Um, your bits are so tight, right? You talked about earlier how you like laser focus and you you know try and drive things in. Um, how easy is it to change um, language based on audience audience composition or or time of show, or do you just stick with the same 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 Doug's show all the time? Is it like PG like is it R or NC seventeen or is it always PG or or always R? No, I'll like I can definitely Are you a clean comic? No, I'm not a clean comic. But my God like, when my mom came I mean out, Jeebus. I, I was able to like carve out enough where I was like, here's 15 minutes of clean material that is like mom appropriate. Um so sometimes a little bit, but most of the time in a comedy club, like you I nobody's you don't have to do that. <laughs> well, when you tour East Idaho, you will have to. So, yeah, there is that. Yeah, I mean, Mormons. and like with NACA, like with college stuff, sometimes colleges will have, and I don't, I don't do college. Uh, like sometimes they'll, you know, they'll, they'll have a little bit of restriction. Well, I'll be happy to take your per diem and daily rate when you come to East Idaho. You can, you can hole up here anytime you need to. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Hey, you me. baseball players and, Ryan. you know, open air. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to sleep in the same bed, do we? Is that part of the... Program? Well, I mean, we can. We don't, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not required. It's negotiable. But, yeah. I mean, if you <laughs> want to, nobody's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need gonna one thing no. from you per day. You get my yeah. per diem. It's, uh... <laughs> we got to earn it. <laughs> nobody's going to make it weird if you want to. <laughs> uh, you got to make it worth my while, try. It's a long drive. <laughs> I was frisky after a show, Troy. And that's what she said. Yeah. 
Uh, that's sexual. Yeah, that was sexual <laughs> nature. That was sexual in nature. That was adjacent to intercourse. I'm inclined <laughs> to laugh at it. Let's say I have here. a great question from the game. I have for the for our guest here. In the Yikes School have... of Questioning, Justin has a great question that's very interesting. <laughs> now, I was hoping Ron had the sounder up again. Which one? For my game. Oh! I didn't, I didn't ask for a sounder. A sounder? Like when somebody puts a metal pipe down your pee hole? Hey, <laughs> I asked for that before that. I got on the pipe. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's I asked for my yogurt enemas. I mean, that's all in I'm his getting. Contract. Yeah. Yikes demands. <laughs> it's all in the pregame. Okay? Make sure that thing's in tune. Did you get that goddamn PDF file. Justin, it's time McDonald's. for Justin's game. <laughs> so the sounder's cut. The sounder's cut. Sounder's cut off. But the game is: How do you want to attack it? It's a game where I bring up a random scenario, and you. We all have our quirks and have our ways of doing things. And as a comic, I'm pretty sure you travel the road a lot. And my self-centeredness also got thinking about this of something I've been doing recently. I've traveled a bit on some road trips. How do you attack a road trip? Now, I know it's a little different with the stand-up comedy routine when you're traveling for shows. So let's do this as your ideal road trip. How are you attacking that? Because, like, are you getting gas the night before? Are you getting the snacks the night before? What is your routine going on an ideal road trip? Ideal is a van that somebody else is driving. <laughs> uh, and, and then you're either meeting them at some location and hopping in the van or they are, they are swinging by. Um, but uh, um, immediate stop for coffee and snacks. First things first, gas already in there though. Gas Absolutely. stop just for, just for coffee, snacks, Red Bull. Um, what have you, um, you've got extra socks, extra underwear, Mm -hmm. always, um, you've got a backup battery pack for your phone, um, fully charged headphones, um, and, uh, a pillow and, um, and, uh, um, Nobody in the middle spot. You have you, know, oh, you, you, you need your leg room. Need your leg room. And uh and if you're gonna be on a 10, 15, 20 hour road trip, uh you can't be knocking knees with these people. You can't uh I took a but our trip from Baltimore, Maryland, DC, Maryland to uh Florida, Orlando. With six people in the car, four Taurus. Oh no! What year Trip. was the Taurus? My brother had a Taurus. Uh, we did it in '96. I think the Taurus was a '94, '93. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Classic, and classic body type. I'm I'm right there in the middle because I was the youngest. I was the smallest. I'm front like clearly what would be illegal seating now as a eight year old in the front seat. 
(laughs) would not pass for today's safety standards, but I sat front front row center in the middle of uh, interstate 95 for 16 hours. (laughs) So not ideal, but again, I was a pretty small kid and it worked pretty well, but Yeah. yeah, it's quite the road trip. When I, when I moved out to LA, um, my dad was dropping off a car to my brother who was in the Marines in San Diego and neither one of us had cell phones. So we literally, I followed my dad for 2000 miles, just like staying on his bumper. It was awful uh, where you're just like fighting traffic, trying, I was like, what happens if I lose you? Like, well, meet me in Phoenix. <laughs> meet me in Phoenix. <laughs> the place you've never been before. Y'all were old enough to remember the CB time when, when you'd oh. stick the magnetic antennas on top and you'd tune in to channel 2.5 to cruise down the interstate looking for looking for fuzz and looking for the big wheels and mm-hmm. whatnot and lot, lot lizards and talk to your <laughs> talk to your neighbor. And a little bit of that meth, and just a little bit of a little well, bit of truck it, stop Back meth. then, it was called marijuana, not meth. But yeah, I was actually <laughs> just <laughs> watching uh, Smokey and the Band. It's on the movie right now, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you know that um, uh, Bert um, Bert Reynolds was from 1977 to 1982 named the uh, most popular celebrity in America? Five he was years the hottest celebrity during that uh, time. That for tracks. Sure. Five yeah. years girl, baby. Yeah. Second, second runner up, Tom Selleck. Yeah, who's who's in the room tonight as Yikes Mountain? Oh, uh, that's that's high praise right there. That yeah. was uh, as I leaned back in my chair. That was not the shout out I expected. Live, <laughs> shout, live from the set of Blue Bloods. It's just so you, <laughs> just so you know, Doug. We had a mustache bracket at one point in did. time. Yikes! Actually, took out Carl Weathers I in did. the mustache bracket. Yeah. He is now known as Yep Yikes Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> Dolph Mountain. Yeah, Dolph Mountain. <laughs> Yeah, that brings us to the point in the episode where I think uh, I think it's time where we look back on, on everything that's happened and check those overs and unders, folks. is a recap so uh over unders for uh dogs 1.5 we only got one with ted jansen so that is a loss um i believe there's one cat so we'll call that a win uh drinks was 7.5 anybody get to that one i'm only on number five so i've got another 20 minutes to go to blow the over so we're saying uh oh wait we Nobody got 7.5. I lost uh, and lost. Have no fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what you going to do? I'm calling it a win. I feel I have a warm sense of well-being and my speech is starting to slur. So um, (laughs) I have to I do have to bounce. I got to I got to get up to the comedy store for the roast battle tonight. I got a date. 
He's got to meet Jeffrey Rush or Jeffrey Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine. Hey, boys. Same day. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> no difference. <laughs> it's yeah yeah yeah. it's uh it's gonna be jeffrey rush jeremy irons and yes. jeff ross uh tonight <laughs> on- <laughs> a couple of jeffs cutting it up <laughs> it's pronounced john cleese <laughs> no jeff there. jeff will probably be there tonight um i'll say what up for you guys well done. I'm, Did I just? I mean, name. I mean, if you want to, just you know, send him the Zoom link, and he can come on right, right on. You know. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. We'll finish your event, and we'll still be here. <laughs> that is that is actually fair. That's probably strong true. possibility. Well done. Yeah. It's like, it looks appreciate like it you. I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. Shit. Thank you for coming on. Really wow. That's <laughs> great, man. Yeah, He's in a, his mouth right now. I'm getting a, I'm getting a green screen down here. Like I'm going to have to take a cold shower before I go. <laughs> like, I mean, you do what I you got to do. You come in hot. Makes your comedy better. I just see like, like Tom Selleck references all on his roast right now. <laughs> it's always going to go with. Mildly aroused tonight. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Run for drinks and left thirsty. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. We really appreciate you. It's great to meet you. Later, guys. Thank you so much. That was my come back soon. I will. I will. I'd love to. If there's anything you want to plug on the way out, um, yeah, what you, what you got for our, our dozens and dozens of listeners? Oh, man, just uh, uh, check out the uh, RBL um, the RBL Instagram account. That's the Roast Battle League. You should be seeing some highlights at the end of the month for that uh, for that championship. Uh, get that get that L.A. Roast title um, and uh, and uh, make Wisconsin proud. Make make Lancaster proud, baby. Oh yeah, you yeah that shit talk. That's a Grant County specialty, man. Yep. I, I yeah, bring it home, bring it home for all of us assholes. But with that being said, uh, thank you for being a guest, coming on the pod and shipping in. Doug, thanks for coming on. Uh, we got the plug in. As I said, if you want to stick around, we're going to keep doing Baby. what we've been doing. But uh, thanks for coming on the pod. It's been uh, uh, magical. In the show description.